literally and at one point my mom was like you can wear a mask around me like if you're nervous and I was like well if you she said okay she said to, you're to like me, why should I be nervous <laughs> why should I be nervous but she was like um she texted me before and was like yeah I have a cold but it is all clear and I was like oh so she took a COVID test and she's negative mm-hmm. she meant and content warning gross she meant her mucus was clear <laughs> Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi, Hi. we're We're Quinn and we're Becca. (laughs) And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and and love love for each each other. Oh my god, Becca. <laughs> Long awaited. Is that went perfectly. Oh yeah. <laughs> guys, guys. Yeah. So funny thing about us is we're recording on the internet. Um, but we tried to give you that syncopated experience. Is it gonna be that? Yeah. Who knows? We'll have yeah. to wait till after. Becca and I are experiencing because of the Mercury in retrograde, I mm-hmm. can only assume we experienced a lot of technological difficulties trying to get this podcast off the ground. That is what it was. It was Mercury. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah, so true, that's though. totally what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So Becca and I have been working for like an hour already to try to get this on the clock. <laughs> on the clock. On the clock. Um, Clocked in an hour early. Yeah, and so, but we are here with you now, and mm-hmm. we are so excited to be doing this podcast. Um, but Becca, when I talk to people about Manic Pixie Jump Scare, they're like, "Well, what is?" this podcast what are you guys adding what is going on here and so what do you think about this podcast why why are we here Becca well honestly Quinn that's a great question I'm so glad you brought that up to me on this day um so it's really just the fact that it's been in such popular demand for so long now right Mm -hmm. we've both independently been approached about um how lovable we are separately uh, and together right yeah, like wow together wow in particular yeah 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 absolutely um and also i know i've been told and i feel like i've told you we have um voices made for podcasting yeah so yeah. it only made sense to start a podcast then when you start thinking about wait what are we going to talk about well what's our favorite thing to talk about that's us that's us yeah that's so, my joke you know i am exactly why not no, but let like, the world in on that no seriously though you actually have like a you have like a nice voice like for podcasting Ugh. like it's very smooth well, thank you across. so much my okay. voice is a little i could see it getting a little but oh i don't think so at all oh well that's so nice <laughs> but yeah people love our dynamic and so do we obviously um mm-hmm. and so we were like why not start a podcast nobody's doing that like no nobody one has no podcasts. one in this space nobody has no. podcasts especially <laughs> theater graduates they're like <laughs> yeah no no one else <laughs> is doing this oh my god man no one's doing it um it also gives us a little chance as mm-hmm. Becca just said um we are we are newly minted college graduates um who are likely going some different directions in life maybe not going to like the same physical location um mm-hmm. and so becca wanted becca and i also wanted a way to kind of scaffold in some bestie time where we could come together yes. and kind of keep this good thing going yeah um 
And so, yeah. But with that being said, Becca and I are going to have a little bestie time. We're going to catch Friend you, catch, catch all of our, in or not interviewees. <laughs> I was going to say interviewees. No, none Whoa. of those yet. Um, our fans. Our fans. <laughs> We're going to catch the fans up on kind of what's been going on in our lives. Um, and so mm-hmm. as Becca and I just said, we graduated. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Truly crazy stuff. Um, so Becca, do you have any highlights from your graduation weekend? It was like, oh my God, it's already almost like a month ago. No, yeah, I'm scared. It's well, so scary. I would <laughs> I would say a highlight of mine was the fact that I was able to go because I had been sick the week before, as yeah. I'll talk about in a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that I was there was a big thing. Yeah. Um, I, I also look great in black. So I was happy to wear mm-hmm. our little robes that did cost $50, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, thank you also for telling me to buy that because I would not have known to go get I that. I was like, <laughs> Becca, you, you need to get on this. Yeah, I, know I honestly, was. that was, okay, something they don't tell you about graduation, especially like we went to, let's say it, the University of University Pittsburgh. Of Pittsburgh yeah. um, let's name the names. Um, yeah. So we're both, that's our alma mater. Mm-hmm. Um, Notable alum. A Gabby Hanna, um, <laughs> Alaska Thunderfuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who else? Oh my God. Yeah, first swear word on the podcast. I think. Sorry, Becca's dad. Whoa. Um, All right. Bill's <laughs> Bill's not watching. <laughs> Bill. Um, okay. So that's like I don't know if it's just because we go to like a twenty thousand person school about, but um, it's like they don't communicate things about graduation, and so I knew like multiple people who were like like even I was like, where do I get my like cap and gown? What, what do I buy? What don't I buy? Um, and that was like a whole thing. Yeah. So, no, they, they don't want you. They don't want you to go. They, <laughs> they don't want they you set no. you up. <laughs> they don't set you up for success. Um, no. And then like, something they also don't tell you about graduating college is that there are so many graduations. And I don't know if this is also just like a pit thing because like, um, I, I, myself, I attended five graduation ceremonies. <laughs> um, I mean, you are also you, but that's, <laughs> that's like, yeah, I know multiple people who went to not just one, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I had, um, so I had two majors, so they each had like a little graduation. Um, and then I had uh, a certificate program that had its own little ceremony because um, it was like within a department that had a bigger kind of ceremony. And where are my other ones? There was one for LGBT students I went to. <gasps> Not me coming out on the pod. So yeah. That's, hey. Um, I was there as an ally though. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Always. Um, <laughs> and then I had like another that was like for like honors. Like, um, but anyway. Um <laughs> oh. Um so yeah, I went to literally five ceremonies. My parents, they only had to go to four of them. But like I was just dragging my parents along, being like, oh, we got this other one. Like we were jam-packed. Um, yeah. and neither of us actually attended like the actual school-wide graduation, which was... no, there's no need at that point. Like, yeah, no, there's just no need. Well, because Becca and I were both theater majors, let's say it. Let's... Famously, famously. Let's get that yeah. out there. Um, if you couldn't <laughs> coming tell out as theater majors, yeah. <laughs> the scariest thing. Is the sc- <laughs> so people scary. are turning off the podcast at this yeah. point and, if they haven't already. Stay. Dear God, <laughs> please, 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 please. <laughs> um, so we had like our theater graduation, which was like this, this excuse me, this lovely little ceremony. Yeah. Um, 
and like that was that was honestly for me at least because I was also tasked with I um I was first asked to sing at Mm -hmm. theater graduation by um one of my professors um and so was obviously honored by that and so I was preparing all that and then I get an email from the chair of the theater department being like oh we want you to speak at graduation as well we're like inviting you to give like a two to three minute speech and I was like because I was already singing the song and so I was like I don't (laughs) You know, don't want to turn this into the Quinn show or nothing. Do I sing and talk? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and then you also received an award. <gasps> oh, yeah. As if the other things weren't enough. <laughs> you had to well, also, I, you were on stage so many times. It was I crazy. Know. It was, cr- I was, I was really like, I <laughs> didn't, know. like for the first time in my life, I didn't want something to be like entirely about me. But then. Nice just, try. <laughs> <laughs> they vanquished my plans um and no yeah. but but for the fans I just want you all to know that like I did make sure that everybody knew what all my different things I was getting like invited to do where I'm just making sure like okay do we really want me doing all of this and like the department was always like yeah we do <laughs> we do um and so yeah it was definitely very fun um and yeah do you have any thoughts about my speech or Becca did get named in my speech I will say that yeah I was named I was anxiously awaiting the name drop of me um Uh so that felt that felt nice um your speech was beautiful I did cry Macy my roommate my beloved roommate who um future guest of the pod will say future guest of the pod absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) um she didn't even graduate and she was crying Mm -hmm. because uh, she found it beautiful how much you love me yeah. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, most people are moved by that. Um, yeah. But I think our ceremony was it was so nice that it was like 20 minutes long. Yeah. It was my yeah, my high school graduation ceremony was hours long. Oh my god. And had a full rehearsal day the day before. So uh-huh. that's also why I was like shocked at getting an email the day before college graduation, being like, hey, show up at this time because the day before oh. my high school graduation was rehearsal. Yeah. And then we showed up. They like made us show up an hour early and then nobody talked to us for like 30 minutes. Oh yeah, they love to leave you hanging. <laughs> they were fully. They came down. They were like, "Okay, let's get you in alphabetical order." It was. It was like so loose to the point where literally, <laughs> at the beginning of our graduation, it was in a theater, and so the first two rows were like, um, were like sectioned off for the graduates to sit. The person leading the line starts to go up the stairs, like onto the stage instead of into the seats. Like it wasn't made clear. Although that might have been just the leader of the line. The, yeah, I mean. And if you're listening, hey, nice. Good work. <laughs> Good recovery. You walked right back down those stairs and yes. sat where you're supposed to. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And this all exists on the internet, which is really funny. Oh, I forgot. It was like There is a full YouTube video. If you look up, like, University of Pittsburgh Theater Arts Department, you can watch back and I graduate if you are so inclined. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey. And so, yeah. Something else that was funny about graduating college is that I was not done all of my assignments yet when I like graduated. crazy no I hate that grades are due like two weeks after so mm-hmm. you could grab you could walk and you could also not graduate and you would have no idea yeah yeah it's literally just like a good faith like it's a manifestation <laughs> process really when you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it because I, like, like, <laughs> I was fully like 
I don't think I would have like failed the class like if I didn't turn in the final but like so I had a final for my capstone class for one of my majors and so it was like this huge research proposal and so I was just like you know um taking some extra time to work on that after graduation I did not end up finishing it until three days after my final graduation ceremony and so then after that I was really like oh it's over we did it <laughs> yeah we so did that it was, yeah <laughs> We did a show. Um, <laughs> we did Joe. And Becca, as you alluded to earlier, yeah. you were not in the best of health. So the rumors are true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, I did contract coronavirus, the misfamed COVID-19. Um, it was mid-April. Mm-hmm. So just in time for the last week of classes. Also... I'd like to point out that I will speak on this here. I was around college kids for two years and did I never got sick. Mm-hmm. My mother, my own flesh and blood, my <laughs> <Yeah>. mommy <laughs> visited me like one out of three times during these two years and gave me COVID. That's as crazy. if our relationship was not like already so that's, complicated. That's crazy. <laughs> so that's no, just another it was, layer. <laughs> it was honestly so because it was a crazy weekend. So Becca and I were supposed to attend a concert. We were supposed mm-hmm. to see Charlie X. Well, the both of us were supposed to see Charlie <laughs> XCX in Philly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were going home separately. Brilliant. And Becca's mom came to pick her up. And that's when Becca's mom gave her COVID. Yeah. And so you can't, like, go. there's no chance you don't contract COVID after spending five hours in a car with someone. Literally. And at one point, my mom was like, you can wear a mask around me, like, if you're nervous. And I was like, well, if you, she said, okay, she said to, you're to like, me. You're like, why should I be nervous? <laughs> why should I be nervous? But she was like, um, she texted me before and was like, yeah, I have a cold, but it is all clear. And I was like, oh, so she took a COVID test and she's negative. Mm-hmm. She meant and content warning gross she meant her mucus was clear (laughs) girl why would you say that like that (laughs) why would you do that (laughs) so i was under a grave misunderstanding and i was like why i you know if you're negative i don't need to take (laughs) wear a mask oh my god coronavirus boom coronavirus i'm writing that down as our cold open for this episode <laughs> pulling Good. back the curtain um, <laughs> hey this is the the nitty-gritty side of things you're seeing the sausage get made folks um <laughs> but yeah and so yeah that was i could not go to the concert and you couldn't go to your final week of classes as well yeah which is crazy literally so college ended like very early for me because there's like nothing there was no makeup work to do it was literally just all I missed a pizza party I missed like the last day, the compliment day in mm-hmm. our class that we have together so it was like it was tough but and we got donuts that day well munchkins oh but you probably can't partake because oh I can oh you can oh I eat a munchkin every once and again <laughs> okay well Don't Becca you do you want to do you want to tell the as we're establishing our identities to the audience do you want to tell yeah. the this is Beck's gloss lore. Um, yeah. All right. So as we came out as, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it because this is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I have Nick Jonas syndrome, which is more, thank you. Thank you so much. More popularly known as type one diabetes. I'm trying to, mm, I guess like 
get rid of stigma around that. So I feel like Nick Jonas syndrome is more like all encompassing. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Mm-hmm. Stand, stand with, stand with diabetics. the brave. Stand with the brave. <laughs> watch those um, sugar levels, mama girl. <laughs> watch those carbs, baby. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Becca's diabetes will definitely be something we talk about more on this podcast. Oh yeah, in the high school <laughs> episode, that'll be a whole. I'll talk about. That oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so yeah, okay. But speaking of high school, um, Mm -hmm. so Becca and I are actually, as recent graduates sometimes do, we're both home at the minute, and so we want (laughs) to jump scare. (laughs) Not a Mary Pixie one either, like just a regular regular. raw jump scare, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Um, and so yeah. So Becca, what is being home like for you? Would you say? So honestly, I am really loving it. Mm-hmm. I had it's it was a stressful year, a long year. Yeah. And I'm also off work right now because I am just like okay, so I'm dog sitting from sure. for my for my mother. Yeah. Because she <laughs> so has they like are my dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are my dogs, but I'm t- like in charge of them right now. Mm-hmm. Um so they're just like running around downstairs or something. I don't know. But yeah. Um, <laughs> just doing them. <laughs> they're just, you know, I let them be. It's mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's a good space. But mm-hmm. I've just been relaxing basically, which is really nice. Yeah. And I feel like it's long overdue. Um, also, as we're approaching June, I feel more and more like myself every day. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am my most truest, authentic being mm-hmm. in the peak of summer and is it because my birthday is June 23rd? Like, maybe. Mm. Maybe. It's also Gemini season. It is, which is a good season to me because I'm it's on the It's a good cusp. season to me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm famously a Gemini rising. I, I'm going to come out and say so a lot true. of coming out on this podcast today. So much. To <laughs> there's, there's a lot of lore to establish. We're world building <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. But I, I feel kind of similarly being home has been relaxing to me um Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice being in like suburbia after being a little city slicker because things you know it's just a different way of being it's -hmm. just like you know it's just it's just calm it's also I live in a much less um temp or a much more temperate place than Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and so I really enjoy the fact that you know it's not a gray or um, the weather isn't so constantly changing that my respiratory system is constantly like in shock, um, which are two things I experience a lot. Great in point. Yeah. Um, it's like sunny here. I can like read on my little porch. Um, and so, yeah. But at home life is like when you go to college is a little like disjointed because obviously all your friends go to like different schools and stuff. And so everybody's on different schedules still. Um mm-hmm. So I like got to see my friends, but then it's like, it's hard because they're all doing like different things. Like some of my friends are literally like finishing up school. I've been done for a month. Um, I did graduate college early. So like all my like closest friends still have like college left and I'm just like, yeah. oh, I graduated. And they're so all like, true. okay, so what's like being an adult like? And I'm like terrible so far. What's... <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about every that, day though. I wake up and it's a nightmare um, so. guys I'm scared but I'm gonna ignore it and that's what summertime's all about but that is that is part of what I think psychologically 
And I'm a big fan of not pathologizing things, but if I can pathologize for a second, mm-hmm. I think that I am so crippled with my by my fear of the future um, that I revert back to like an earlier version of myself sometimes when I'm home. Yeah, I am regressing so mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. so hard. I fully like um, rewatched like Sailor Moon. Oh. And a lot of Disney Channel movies. But yeah, yeah. no, like I feel myself also doing that. But mm. also, do you find, okay, I used to have a, a huge, a crippling, if you will, fear of suburbia mm-hmm. and, and like living in the suburbs for the rest of my life was like my mm-hmm. biggest fear. But now I'm like looking at my neighbors and like, I'm like, oh, I, you might be onto something. Cause like, yeah, you're so normal but you seem like a little happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of I felt <laughs> I that at first as well. But now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, mm, okay, I'm <laughs> bored. I'm, I'm like, scared again. <laughs> it's, also, it's also hard because like, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I don't have a job or anything here. And so um, yeah. I literally like sit at home all day with my one dog, Chunk, because like my other dogs get like, have been elsewhere. Um, and so- he um you know we keep the other other. dogs have jobs (laughs) literally no I make a joke that so my I have three dogs Buddy who's Mm -hmm. an Australian Shepherd and then Chunk and Buster who are both English Bulldogs Chunk is technically my brother's dog but since my brother is living at home with us um Chunk is also living here and so when my brother goes to his job during the day it's just me and Chunk kind of holding down the fort and it stinks because Chunk was feral at one point. Um, <laughs> and so, what? yeah, um, he was he was feral before we got him. And so he was just bulling in the streets of Lancaster. Um, wow. And so he does have some feral tendencies and he's not like the most well-behaved dog ever. And it, it's just like truly he just has like psychological things that we can't get past. And so, like, I can't, like, I can't take him to, like, a dog park or something because he'll, like, first of all, try to, like, fight every dog he sees. Um, And so it's just, it's a tough process because sometimes I'm at home and I'm like, am I boring to you? And it's like, he can't, he can't communicate with me. Also, I'd like to say that to the listeners, when you picture a dog named Chunk, that's exactly what Chunk looks like. Yeah. Like, your Chunk is chunk he's such a distinct dog yeah yeah. he's truly like no dog I've ever had before dogs I find dogs so interesting Mm -hmm. because first of all my I don't know if you can identify this as somebody who has also a lot of dogs Mm -hmm. but I think it's interesting especially when my dog Lola who died in the fall R.I.P. when she was alive there was like a pack mentality and it was, mm-hmm. you could see like the social dynamics. So like Buster, Buddy and Lola, they were all like in a pack with each other. And Chunk was part of the pack in that he lived here, but like he was very on the outs. Mm-hmm. Like the other dogs did not like how he acted. And so he like, he wasn't in. And so it's yeah. interesting to see their little social dynamics playing out. Do you, do you identify the same things in your dogs? Uh, absolutely. So Teddy and Goldie who are toy poodles and have been together here longer mm-hmm. are like, well, my mom believes truly in her mind that they are dating, which sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. 
Um, she also calls them brothers sometimes. So I, I, I don't know about that one. But okay, okay. But Miss Hun, who I say Miss Hun. <laughs> so her name is also like Dijon and stuff like that. Um, she we got her just last year, last July. Um, mm-hmm. and she is much younger, but she also we believe had puppies at one point. Um, so she also believes that Teddy and Goldie are her puppies and her boyfriends. <laughs> so there's so much going on socially. Yes. <laughs> and you could is, you could cut the tension with a knife. So is Miss Hun like the alpha, would you say? Uh, I believe Teddy is. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, because Teddy gets everything he wants and like Word. Goldie and Honey can like tell. Okay. Yeah, he's the neediest. Lola, who passed away, was the alpha, despite being mm-hmm. literally a twenty-pound French bulldog. Who I like. Obviously, my other dogs are so much bigger than her. Like at least twice her size is like the next mm-hmm. smallest one. Um, and really yeah. near the end of her life, her spine started degenerating, and she was like just kind of like hobbling around and stuff. But she still ruled our house with an iron fist. Like she would use like intimidation tactics and like our other dogs wouldn't drink water. <laughs> like she Whoa. could like my dog, buddy, he's like the most passive one. Like he's the most passive dog ever. Um, and he like, he would like be sitting by the water and Lola would be sitting there. And like, I would have to be like Lola, like, and then she would like move. And then buddy knew he could like drink water because since we're humans, I guess we like outrank all of them. Like they all know yeah, we sure. outrank them. I guess. Um, but yeah, Lola ran this place with an iron fist. And so Buster was like her heir to the throne. But Buster isn't as, you know, he's not, you know, she didn't, he's not ruling with an iron fist in the same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at all, I would say. But, you know. Wow. I can't believe Lola was the, the true feminist. No, she was, wow. no, in the way Margaret Thatcher was a feminist. Like, yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. the Margaret Thatcher of dogs. Oh my God wow I'll miss her and I miss her every day, <laughs> I miss her every day. <laughs> okay well that was a pretty successful catch-up so yeah. Beck and I are going to throw it to a cheeky little break and then we will come back with the main topic of this episode guys I'm scared okay well we're back welcome back, welcome back. um so, for our inaugural episode, what better to do? Um, Becca and I are both, uh, I would say, stylish people. Yeah, you could say that. Uh-huh. People, I would say people talk to us about our own individual styles a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, we thought it would be super fun to try and approach each other's aesthetics in, like, an academic way and try to name how the other person really kind of does what they do. I'm so excited. I am too. I was doing, I did a lot of research for this. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just stared at photos of you. Uh, I did that too. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I I do that usually, but just more. Just more. Late at night. Um, (laughs) No big deal. um, Yeah. Um, okay, Becca, do you want to get us started? Do you want to hear what I think of you? I would love to start okay. with my thoughts on you. 
Okay. So what I've done, I have like a general little breakdown. Um, of course, speaking academically, this yes. is like, yeah. So mm-hmm. what I've done is I've broken it down into three categories, your aesthetic, mm-hmm. the senses, the five, the famous five senses, oh my the God. feelings, and of course, the most important, the spiritual. <laughs> yeah. So right off the bat, I do want to say like the general things that come to mind, like when I'm when I'm speaking, just like first thought and someone says Quinn I go oh my god bright colors you know a cultural centerpiece mm-hmm. transcending time and space obviously yeah I believe you to have one of the few people that I know that has a true personal style I believe that in my soul really Yes, like I think you know those videos that are like micro trends are, are killing the earth. Shein is gonna like you know all this stuff. I'm like, well, Quinn's not doing that. Quinn would I never truly do am that. not. Mostly, mostly, mostly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, also, like I know that I've I've seen you in drag, obviously. Um, which we'll have to talk about at length <laughs> no, in another, another episode. Um, next time. Anyway. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Next up talk about the drag Mm -hmm. but like i very much view you um as always being an off-duty drag (laughs) even though like the amount of drag you are in is so it's like such a small percentile of your life um the rest is just off duty okay define (laughs) off-duty drag for me (laughs) like to me to me the swagger that you carry yourself with is like oh that person's about to go do drag and like I'm, make five hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm going to a show Brewers. It's Fierce Friday. Exactly. I've been booked. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's so interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. I think you are also on duty, sexy housewife. Always. <laughs> <laughs> there is no part of you that is not sexy housewife at all times. Oh my and god! I can't really speak further on that. It's just in- intuition that tells me that. Yeah. 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 Um, I also I'll believe. <laughs> Please do. I also believe you to be um, your aesthetic to be very multifaceted and gorgeous in general. So let me begin in section one, which is the senses. So the feeling that the senses are sort of overwhelmed with is like the last day of spring, I would say, in your aesthetic. Um, The smell of fresh air, right? The taste of a dirty Shirley, (laughs) obviously, (laughs) a dirty shirt. Yeah. Um, visually, just like the rainbow and like sunny skies. Mm. Um, the touch. Okay, so I did write down smooth and massaging, <laughs> and I mean that respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> Not disrespectful. In a non creepy way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and audibly, it's like hyper pop meets like very old country. Um, like Kim Petras ex Dolly Parton. So it's like so much is going on. Like it probably will overwhelm like the average individual, but like uh-huh. there's so much character that everyone just falls in love with that. Oh. Yeah. Those are those are the senses that I, I've written down. This is like we took very different approaches to this already. And like I'm so enjoying your Yay. approach. And often with my relationship with Becca, I am like Comparison is the thief of joy, I will say, but I'm like, you already mm-hmm. approached this in such like a better way. <laughs> or not a better way, I guess we can say, but like a, a like very an intriguing different way. way. An intriguing but I'm way. Sh- I'm sure that I will like appreciate your take just as much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
anxiously awaiting um the feelings which you could say is part of the senses but more emotional than that mm-hmm. um it's very like your stomach is very warm i feel like it it radiates from the center so like love heart the solar plexus even you could say that if you subscribe to that <laughs> um a sense of pride not just close fist pride but also like proud to be representing like the eccentricities in daily life you know mm-hmm. yeah i think it's that's a great thing um i also just like a little bit of happiness mm-hmm. your aesthetic is so happy yeah i never look at anything around you on you and i'm like oh i feel like oh. even when i try to go like darker because i truly don't like like i've only very recently started like doing like darker colors yeah because I just don't like I just don't like like some people like love wearing like all black and like they're fierce Mm -hmm. in it and like but I like even when I'm wearing all black it has to be styled a certain way where it's like I first of all still need a pop of color yes like I would never wear like all entire black but like it's like I don't know it's just I'm not as drawn to like dark colors and so I feel like even when I go to like a dark like palette I'm still kind of like oh like, yeah I still try to insert a little bit of whimsy in it I would definitely say that and I'm thinking of now you made me think of um you dressed as Miley Cyrus uh-huh. like that was like you were doing like grunge but in all the right ways in like your uh-huh. own take and it was still like colorful and like mm-hmm. you know I see. will never forget so Becca is referring to last Halloween Halloween 2021 mm-hmm. if you will yeah yeah I had three different costumes over the weekend. My first night for the Friday night, because Halloween was on a Sunday, um, I was going to a party and I was Miley Cyrus. And so I got like this shag little wig off Amazon. It was so cute. I cut it myself, like literally in my apartment to make it like, because I got it and it was like past the shoulder. And I was like, well, Miley kind of has shoulder length. And so I think I might have also, no, I didn't cut like the entire bangs into it. But like, I, I, I styled the wig a little bit. Yeah, it was so cute um, and so it, I, I don't know where it is if I can be honest about that no. um but it is it does I do look really good in it um so and good. so I felt so good I had like the blue eyeshadow it was very inspired um when she sang Heart of Glass it was very inspired mm-hmm. off of that the whole ensemble and so I wasn't trying to like do like a whole Miley Cyrus thing or not like a whole Miley Cyrus thing I dressed like Miley Cyrus would dress, but I just d- use different pieces. So I have this very famous p- Cher shirt that I wear that's like a dark, it's a black shirt and it has like Cher and like blues and purples and stuff. I got it when I saw Cher on 420-2019. Another God. story for another podcast. Um, but um, yeah, and then I went, we went to a bar after the party and my friend Ian better be listening to this pod right now um but ian wanted to talk to this man and so i was being the wingman and kind of like distracting the friend um and the friend was like kind of rude about my whole costume he's like oh well who are you and i'm like oh um i'm miley cyrus and he's like oh well like you have share on your shirt which was a thing a lot of people had and i'm like well miley definitely loved share so yeah also, How are you guys, act like she doesn't. Also, we need to be real and like what you said, micro trends are killing us all. And so, as someone who's sustainable and somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't like to plan things ahead, 
<laughs> it was a week before and I'm like well how am I going to pull together this costume um, yeah. and so I used what I already had which we love um, and so then I forget how it came up but he was like he was like you actually kind of look more like Cindy Lauper and I was like oh I, I can see how you got Cindy Lauper and he was like maybe you should have just stuck with that <laughs> oh my god people were kind of mean about my Miley costume and I was living I thought That's it looked crazy. so good well, you know what? That's true to character because guess what? Miley has a lot of haters. Literally. Literally. Crazy. Anyway. Um, wow. So that was our little, but I digress. I did, Becca. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. That was, thanks for mm-hmm. sharing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I have to defend Miley. The, the look, the look also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I'll move into my last little section, which is the spiritual. And I did write this down. I, I'm going to read right from my document because I don't want to get this. I don't want to misspeak on this because it means a lot to me. Okay. Spiritually, your style slash aesthetic marries queerness and Sagittarianism so profoundly. It is as if the two have longed for each other since the beginning of time and only at the moment of your birth were these soulmates able to divinely join. Then any binary and boundary slowly faded as the holy union of all that is gay and truth seeking manifested in you. And I oh, believe that. Oh <laughs> when I said academic, something about Becca Hobart is she took that assignment pretty serious. I was like, let me write a sentence or two. <laughs> let me write a dissertation. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I so much to unpack there. First of all, thank you. This was a lovely analysis. Of course. Oh, of course, of course. I I this is why this is why this podcast exists. This is why this podcast exists because who who else can I task with giving language to my style? Like, <laughs> no, literally, no one else could do this for each other. I yeah, I don't us. think so. And I think you shut there. No, and I I'm <laughs> truly afeard now that my is that my analysis is going to pale in comparison to your own. Oh no! But I I am just so honored, and I do I do fear how much of a textbook Sagittarian I am at sometimes. You really are. When it comes to style, I believe. Uh-huh. Like I re- you really can see. It's eclectic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I always say one of the first things that comes to my mind when I have to describe my own style is eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, because I Yeah, do- I can't believe. Yeah. I didn't write that word down, but. I do truly just so have true. so many different things. And I just kind of like. I hold on to things like there are things I have that I haven't worn or like I haven't like I buy things being like I don't know what I'm going to wear this with yet but I know this is something I need to have yeah Um, I do that a lot I'm a collector first yeah wearer second Mm -hmm. yeah even some things I'm like I like I love this um which can be toxic sometimes but that's another episode have a hard time giving stuff away yeah. But yeah, that that is another thing. It's like a lot of people are always like, because I I realize like not that I'm like I'm not like a girl who's like oh, I love thrifting, but like truly mm-hmm. so like most I would say like at least fifty percent, if not like most of my entire wardrobe is like secondhand. Yeah. Um, and I've been thrifting with you, and you're a good thrifter. Mm-hmm. Like you somehow find the coolest things in there. And I love, I love thrifting for other people. 
I love I love going into a store and like finding things, especially because like I don't feel like I need to do this with you. Like when we're like I feel like when we're shopping together, it's like a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Again, it's an academic experience. But when I'm shopping with people who are like not the who aren't <laughs> they don't who get aren't it. exactly at our caliber yet of style, <laughs> they may be okay. developed in other ways, but mm-hmm. they're kind of not. They're people who aren't quite there yet, and yeah. so I love like going with like my those kind of people and like being like oh you should get this and then Mm -hmm. being like oh I couldn't wear that and being like why not yeah break that down I yeah I think I think something we both understand is that clothing is such a powerful way to express yourself and I think the thing I love about it is it's a way you can express yourself literally every single day it's a creative outlet you can have as soon as you wake up like, yeah. and you can literally choose, like, you can have bearing on your day by what, like, clothes you put on. Yes. And, Manifest like, it. literally. <laughs> and I think it's, like, I think it's a powerful thing, like, if you want to unlock that in, like, your clothing and stuff. Um, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I totally so, yeah. agree. Oh, that was so, that was so fun. Yay. So now I'm going to be brave. And I'm going to try to... <laughs> talk about Becca's aesthetic um I'm so excited and so when I think of Becca the first thing I think about in terms of aesthetics is hyper femininity mm-hmm. like which is which is interesting because Becca I would not say in like a gender deconstructive way Mm-hmm. like not in like a gender reaffirming way but in like the most deconstructive way possible Becca isn't what I would say is like a girly girl necessarily would you agree in like your temperament and stuff yeah definitely I think I'm like yeah I'm yeah I, I mean it's hard because you know we could talk it's, about this it's for a hours. Problematic what ter- yeah. mm-hmm. really as somebody yeah. who holds a degree in gender sexuality and women's studies um, right yeah but becca but becca's presentation of herself is hyper feminine at like all times Mm -hmm. like there are so many pinks um of varying colors mostly pale um there are blues a a lot of pale blues i love Um, a pastel lavenders a lot of pastel but definitely those kind of like cooler colors and even when it's kind of like even when it warms up to like a pink it's still like a cooler pink you know Mm -hmm. um and so like hyper feminine and like not even not even cute definitely empowered but just like it's almost like you're empowered by how like by how like girly you look Cause like, I remember there was this one time, there was this one time you walked into class, you're wearing a velour, it was a black velour, brats, like as in the dolls, um, sweatsuit. And you had little, you had your hair done up in little like pigtails. It was like half up in pigtails and half down kind of. And then you had two little pink, hot pink pom-poms in your hair. And it was just like, and uh, like you said with me, like so, so much of a swagger, so much of an empowerment. And you're like in these clothes that like in our culture are like, you know, what's like the weakest thing in our little culture, like a little girl, like Mm -hmm. stereotypically, but you're like wearing like little girls clothing and you're like just stomping and you're (laughs) being like, no, I can look like this and be a powerful person in the world. And so that that's like, 
like hyper feminine in a way that's not like it's also not like second wave feministy where there's like something scary about it it's just you're fully like secure in the fact that, like yeah I have little pom-poms in my hair and you will respect me as like a so powerful true. person in the world and um, stand by that and yeah um if I had to like name your aesthetic it's very McBling um <laughs> I did a lot of like aesthetic, like look, cause I was like, let me name aesthetics. And so I was mm-hmm. like on the, if you ever want to get lost for an afternoon, go on the aesthetics wikia. There's truly so Ooh. much going on there. So like Mick Bling is kind of what I described. It's kind of Y2K. It comes after Y2K and it's much more focused on femininity, as I said, with Becca but it's a lot less Y2K. A lot of people say things are Y2K, but I believe a big component of Y2K is technology. Like mm-hmm. there has to be something kind of futuristic from the 2000s point of view about it. And like, not a lot of people, people will be like, oh, I'm Y2K, but then they won't be like, like you're not giving fan mail from like TLC, which I think is like quintessentially <laughs> Y2K. But like, and your your it would be wrong to say your Y2K, even though your style is very influenced by the early 2000s, I would say, because mm-hmm. you don't have that technological element to your style. As we said, we had technological screw-ups on this pod this very night. And so, so you couldn't incorporate that in your style in good faith. And so Mick Bling is much more where you are, I would say. Also, there's another one, Bubblegum Bitch. I don't, let me pull up my notes because I don't sure. quite remember how that is different from McBling but McBling is very much like yeah McBling I would say is the kind of prevailing one. Oh, bubblegum bitch there's a girl with like um there's a brat stall as like the as tracks they're very similar some of them have like over some of them have overlapping but yeah oh literally in music it says Artists Ariana Grande, thank you next. Seven rings, 34 plus 35. Uh-huh. Like, literally, <laughs> you. Yeah. Doja Cat say so. Like, come on, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, Mick Bling, if I like had to name an aesthetic, Mick Bling is where I think you like most kind of lie. Um, also, something I think is very interesting about your style and where our personal styles really diverge is that you like to play with monochromatics oh i love you are you are very often h to t in one color yep and i think that's very interesting because i i am very much um i like to as you said my mine is my style is not more colorful than yours i would say i just like to mix colors Mm -hmm. in a way that other people might not um, I agree. And I love to play with contrasting colors because as we're talking about the Academy with this, you know, kind of analysis we're doing of each other's styles, I like to play with like contrasting colors because I think like two people who are in the know about like color theory and stuff, it like says something to them about the amount of thought I'm putting into my um, clothing. Yeah. Um, and so, cause sometimes I deliberately get dressed being like, I want people to know that I thought a lot about what I'm putting on my body. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I think that's an, an interesting kind of difference between us because I'm not, yeah, I don't do, I don't do a lot of monochromatics. I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah. 
also you do not like I would say I would say a good amount of like athleisure oh I love comfort yeah you love comfort you're you are comfort focused I'd say you're comfort focused most of the time in a way that I am burgeoning since the let's let's say it pandemic Mm. um I am much more comfort focused than I was at one time maybe it's also Mm -hmm. because I'm getting older um fair enough but like I like I I used to not care about comfort like like I used to be like I'll just be uncomfortable for the night or like I still do that sometimes like like there'll be times in like over the past like winter where I went out in like the dead of winter and I was like I don't really need a jacket because like I like how long am I actually going to be outside tonight okay but I do do that sometimes I feel like going out is like a really whole other thing. I, I'll risk it yeah yeah but like in going to class and stuff like no I can't mm-hmm. yeah so Becca a lot of athleisure a lot of matching sets as well which kind of mm-hmm. helps with that whole process um yes and so coordination in a different way I believe I believe we play with coordination differently in our aesthetics yeah. um Becca also is high camp there's something very high camp in the way she dresses first mention of camp on the podcast wow Um, oh my god I'm so proud because I I think it's we I think we both do high camp in our aesthetics but we are very much like so there's I I I liked how because when I was looking at this aesthetic camp is famously a very hard thing to like define but like high camp I figured out is like apparently high camp is like camp that knows it's camp and is like trying to be camp Mm -hmm. and so that's very much what I believe your style is in line with whereas like low camp is kind of the best kind of camp and that people don't know they're being camp and is that you (laughs) (laughs) is that what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) no okay I would say I mean maybe sometimes (laughs) no I think that no, I think we're both. I'm trying to think we, of like an example of of a low camp. You know, I will tell you one time I was in low camp was the day I wore I tried to wear like a nice outfit to class, but then I was wearing pants and I was seated on the floor at one point and my pants split open as I was about to go on. Oh, Okay, yeah, because I was about to say I was low camp when I did a split at a party freshman year and uh-huh. and split my jeans right down the middle. Yeah, and then it's like, so I had a pair of, so the pants were like green, like a beautiful, like green, like a deep, mm-hmm. like a deeper green and they were corduroy. They were really nice. Well, they weren't nicely made, honestly, because I, they broke like well, the third time yeah. I'm wearing them. Um, and so luckily I was wearing a pair of pants under them, like a pair of green yoga pants that were, they were also green, obviously, um, but they were green in like a different way. And so then I took them off. And so the colors still all work together, but I'm wearing cowboy boots, yoga pants, this very Carly Rae Jepsen t-shirt I'm wearing to the pod and a brown like suede jacket. It's truly a ridiculous picture. Maybe we'll post on the, we'll probably post on the Instagram so we can give you a visual. Yeah, of what we're looking like, but I can't believe you were wearing an extra set of pants, though. I forget what I was planning to do, but it must have been because I was planning to do like yoga or something. Oh my god, um, that's so lucky! Yeah, because honestly, like it would have been kind of bad. Like, well, I was wearing yeah. I was wearing underwear, but like it was like right in my crotch where it ripped. Well, yeah, um, when I split my pants freshman year, I was 
unfortunately revealed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say. And it's, a tough th- and it's a tough thing. It's a thing you have to, it's a thing you have to do sometimes. It's so, it's so tough. I was wearing yeah. a bodysuit underneath my jeans, but Ooh. that only, oh. it, it was thonged. <laughs> and you're like, well, there was no escaping. People are seeing no a lot more of me than they bargained for. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I had to and, do it. Though. And they're lucky for that. And they're lucky for that. <laughs> and I'm making them pay a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is, I do also really enjoy it when you kind of veer off into like kind of some darker <laughs> stuff, because there have been times when I have seen you be a little darker. You go a little mm-hmm. bit into like biker territory Ooh. or like soft, soft grunge, as I would nice. say. But like you, like the one night I came and met up with you at um, Mario's Oakland Saloon. <gasps> okay. You and you and Macy, you were both wearing those little Taylor Swift twenty two Taylor's version hats. Oh my god! Yeah, and I you also had that. like your little like leather duster on there. But like you do kind of you do let yourself go to the dark side sometimes, yeah. and it's very interesting. Oh my god! I find Thank it you. The duality of me. Yeah, the duality. Wow. Um, but yeah, I would also say you have a very specific personal style. Thank you. I feel like I've been cultivating it for so long. I really. Yeah, and it goes I've through. I loved hearing all this. I find my style also goes through like eras. Yeah, I feel like also I ch- I tend to change with the seasons a lot. Mm-hmm. Like in the fall, I like I start wearing a little bit less like of my pastels and I'll wear mm-hmm. like some deeper reds and navy and stuff which is yeah it's solely because of it being fall yeah like I am so influenced that so I sometimes wonder like if I lived in a place that only had one climate and one like weather like what would happen to me if that consolidates the aesthetic at all I think that's a valid exactly. question yeah and um and yeah I don't find myself changing colors as much I do. I I'm going to say it. I hate spring and summer fashion because I find it so limiting because it's hot. That is fair. I am a layerer. I something about me. I'm a layerer. Yeah. And so I do love a coat and a jacket. Yes. 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 Speak Mm -hmm. on it. Um, Perhaps my favorite thing to wear my favorite like article of clothing category, it might be a jacket. Jacket would be up there. I would say jacket or shoes. Ooh, that is so, that is such a good point. Okay. But also I, I can hats. also <laughs> hats guys. I love, I love hats. <laughs> have you heard of hats? <laughs> um, I can be on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like I have such a good outfit and now I have to cover it up with a jacket. And even though if I'm wearing a cute jacket, I'm like, what if I really focused on this outfit? And like, that's the thing I'm connected to right now, what I want people to see. But all they Mm -hmm. see is my cute jacket, which is what they see every day. So that's why I like summer is because like I can show off what I want. And also Uh there's no like surprises about how hot it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Like in the winter, I'm like, can I brave it? Yeah. We're like, can I brave it to go out to the bar? It's like, no, you can't, but you're going to do it. That's something also very bad about me. I never check the weather when I get dressed. I used to do that. And then (laughs) I I was in pain. You can't do that in Pittsburgh. You cannot do that. You cannot rely on like a weather radar in Pittsburgh. I think maybe that's maybe I should look outside of myself for the solution (laughs) to my problems. Hey, 
as I usually <laughs> come to in my life. Um, but yeah, also, wanna... okay, super quickly. Oh, yeah. This, what would you say is your favorite color if you had to pick? Oh, it's lilac. Uh, we've had this conversation before, I remember. But now. I think I like wearing pink more. Mm-hmm. Like to you do wear, wear a lot of pink. pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I would say my favorite color to like, I love like a deep green. Like olive? Like, like olive. Like kind of both. Okay, okay. Hey, I just love. Live that. Like I love green. I love green yeah. so much. Um, Like, yeah. Yeah, I love green. I also love blue. So interesting. But I think blue is. Um, I think blue is because it makes my eyes pop. Beck and I also both famously Slay. have blue eyes. So this is true. That's something to think about. We're those girls that are like. Except I literally have the smallest eyes on planet Earth. Mm. Like I've never seen the whites over top or underneath. Anyway, um, I do want to go back to something that you said earlier about yes. my style, which I, I've loved your analysis. Please. This is so nice to hear. Um because I've I've really delved into hyperfemininity. Yes. Because I feel like well, so also there's so many great video essays about the hyperfeminine on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally just search it in the search bar on YouTube and and watch every video, please. Um, That's your homework. Yeah. That's your homework for the next episode. <laughs> to earn your listeners. key into the next episode. <laughs> doll check-in um <laughs> watch those bits but I something that's interesting is and you, you sort of alluded to it I am mm-hmm. a more chill person like in personality wise mm-hmm. than my style sort of shows yeah and I really especially in like elementary school middle school was totally a tomboy and like really loved calling myself a tomboy this I find and interesting yeah and I wore and this is a true fact in fifth grade I was that girl who wore two sweatshirts alternating every single day and I washed the other one on that day so I had and I wore like jeans all the time and that was all I wore that was just me and I like played in the dirt like I was so different and also it's something that's (laughs) so different than I am now Um. but it's like interesting because now I'm not afraid of like being a girly girl because it's been Mm -hmm. demonized for so long. Like it was weird and it was bad to be a girly girl. Like, which we're coming out on the pod and saying we love girly girls. We love girly girls. We We have one as a host. We have two as a host. I would say (laughs) we have two of a host. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. And like, even like watching, um, there's a video called demonizing the hyperfeminine and it's like about mean girls and like how in legally blonde, they try to like put L down for being like for liking pink and stuff. And the mm-hmm. whole point of the movie is like, no, you can be a girly girl and you can be, you can be a bimbo and you can be smart, but I miss that. Legally blonde <laughs> is an amazing feminist document. It is the most important movie in our, in American history. <laughs> yeah. And film bros will always be like, oh, Pulp Fiction this, Pulp Fiction that. Basically, my whole point is that I'm not scared to, like, dress super girly and, like, how I want to dress all the time. Um, And I'm like, every day I view getting dressed as, like, healing my inner child and, like, getting to, like, wear fun colors and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think yeah. that's I think that's also a big part of my style because obviously as you said my style is very queer mm-hmm. I own I would say all of my graphic t-shirts say something about being gay on them yeah and many hats as well mm-hmm. yeah so many hats yeah. yeah um and I think there is something about it that like for me at least being able to dress so queer and I don't know if you ever like I don't know if you ever look yourself like in the mirror sometimes when you like concoct an outfit and you're like okay is this like too much (laughs) am I I crossing a line like when I'm wearing a shirt that says gay icon just like to class you know to like Mm -hmm. a class where I have like an 80 year old professor like (laughs) am I doing too much at that point (laughs) but I don't think you are as someone who one time wore a wig instead of an umbrella I don't think you're doing too much I don't think yeah yeah um but yeah I think it is true that like especially in because obviously we're just coming off of our college era and going Mm -hmm. into the podcast host era um there is something that can be so healing (laughs) about being like okay well I look like gay as fuck and that's okay Mm -hmm. especially because I came from a high school environment where um (laughs) we're getting into the Quinn lore now um I went to an all-male quote-unquote um Catholic high school um Mm -hmm. and so we literally had to wear western business attire every day and so we literally wore uh button-down shirts ties like khakis or slacks and then when weather permitted we wore sports coats and so we were like little businessmen quote unquote um like every day to high school which like uh, which like I didn't realize that like I'm I'm like just now unpacking like a lot of the stuff that happened in high school and how like like not good I felt at some points um And, like, truly I felt so constricted, I think. Like, just the just the thing of, like, putting a tie on, which, like, not to, not to, like, compare my struggles because there are, like, some really historically weird ways in which we have forced women to, like, constrict themselves literally for yeah. in fashion and stuff. But, like, putting a tie on, you're literally tying something around your neck, which you need to breathe. <laughs> you're yeah. tying something around Famously. your windpipe. Um, and so, like, there is something constricting about it. And there's something constricting about not having a choice in what you wear. Yeah. Um, and even then, like, I would, like, play with color a lot in school and stuff, um, in my high school and stuff. And so, I don't know. It's really. That's and now whenever I wear, like, whenever, like, I can't wear, like, what I wore to high school anymore without being, like, without, like, my alarms going off in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. Being, like, Ooh. No, that sounds terrible. Um. But yeah, wow. but we're healing ourselves through fashion. We are. And, and we're healing actually... ourselves through this podcast. <laughs> through this podcast. And hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, of But course. um, also, we didn't talk about makeup, which I find interesting because <gasps> we both sort of, I feel like we have healthy views on makeup. And that is, and something that I've also had to heal from is the fact mm-hmm. that like, I used to feel like I had, hey, <laughs> uh-huh. I used to feel like I had to wear makeup every day. And like it had to, but now it truly, I'm truly in a healthy place for it with Mm -hmm. it, where it's like, this is only fun. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. if I feel, if I ever have like the intrusive thought of like, you need to put concealer on before you leave, I just like ignore that and like make it truly fun. I want to do, I want to do like a whole other episode on makeup specifically. Okay. Um, 
but I will comment on your because it just made me think of something because people are always I'm somebody who like I would say I dabble in makeup mm-hmm. um it's not something I do like a lot but sometimes I'll be like let me do my makeup tonight but yeah I have a lot of experience doing makeup just because not to bring it up but as a theater kid especially as a gay kid in theater who did drag a lot um mm-hmm. on the come up and as somebody who grew up with like RuPaul's Drag Race on TV like I just know a lot about makeup um and in the beauty yeah. guru era of course so much at all literally um yeah I just know so much about makeup and have so much skills just through like osmosis where like truly every time I talk to my mother about what I should do career-wise she brings up being a makeup artist despite the fact that I have never like actually done something like professionally. that um professionally um and so yeah like makeup's very interesting as well because I remember I'm a big fan of glow up have you ever watched glow up on Netflix a little bit I've mostly watched um Trixie and Katya watching it Becca you would love glow up because it's a makeup show and it's British mm-hmm. okay you, you've sold me you really no you need to get on it because <laughs> yeah. it's so good um but Glow up for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's like a makeup competition show. Um, trying to find like the next big like makeup artist, basically. Yeah. Um, and there was this male finalist on it last year who, for like the final challenge for like the past two seasons, they've done like demonstrations of like makeup in front of like big clients. And he did like male quote unquote, like everyday makeup. And it's just like like I was like yeah but it's like so much to do and like makeup is like I guess it's like with anything but like makeup having it on your face I find it very uncomfortable really I don't and and this is something Becca and I have talked about I don't like having makeup on my face to be honest I can deal with it but I also don't know if I've just like I like done it for so long maybe it is something that's like callous like yeah in like a weird way that you build like calluses up almost where you like get used Mm -hmm. to it I think because I do it so infrequently I truly like the feeling of like makeup in my eyes like I (laughs) hate because something about me one of if not my favorite sensation in the world I'm doing a visual on the podcast rubbing rubbing my my eyes eyes. don't talk to me when I'm rubbing my eyes (laughs) rubbing my eyes there's something so healing about rubbing. I your love eyes. it. Oh my Even god! I want to. <laughs> every everyone, whenever I talk about this, people are like, "Rubbing your eyes is so bad for you. You're gonna get wrinkles. You're gonna get disease. You're gonna get all this stuff." And I'm like, you "Literally, know what? shut up! I can't stop. I don't smoke cigarettes. No. I don't do like. <laughs> let me have thing. something. Let me have yeah. something. My guilty pleasure. In my no, life. I I fully rub my eyes. I have rubbed contacts into the back of my eye by oh. rubbing my eyes so hard, <laughs> but I continue to do it. Cause it is yeah. my joy and I deserve that joy. Yeah. yeah. But okay. I will say I have to put primer on or like some sort of like skin cover before face makeup or else I literally will throw up from thinking of foundation being like sucked into In my your pores. pores. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, that's, happening. that's the industry standard. Well, you, it's like yeah, you're supposed you to, but I think a lot of people, I don't know, there's like half of the population that does makeup that I think was raised on beauty gurus and like knows mm. all the steps. And then people who sort of just go for it and are yeah, a little people, bit wrong. I'm a little bit of both. And that I'm so happy for you. <laughs> but I really do like <laughs> face makeup. Like I really do like foundation or concealer or anything like that. Yeah, I was going to say you're more of like an eye makeup person. I like an eye makeup or like a lip. And you're very good at it. 
oh my god stop that's so high praise coming from you anyway we're gonna do oh a different episode of makeup entirely but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is a this is a preview um yeah, yeah. but yeah Thank i think you. that was our conversation on aesthetics and so Yay. now we're gonna cut to one more little cheeky break if we can and then we're gonna come back and introduce some of our segments on the podcast <laughs> yeah Okay, everyone, we're back. And so we are going to end the podcast each week. So sorry that we're coming to the end, but this is already already much longer than I think Becca and I anticipated it being, but (laughs) it's the premiere episode. We have to, we have to establish things. I think it's it's a big step. The premiere is going to be a little long. Things are going to be shorter from now on, hopefully, or maybe they won't. And that's the beautiful thing about having a new kind of like creative product. Um, Yeah. And, you know, and so, comment below, guys, what you think. Comment below. <laughs> no, guys, honestly, let us know. Will it have much bearing on what we end up doing? Not sure. Who's to say? Not sure. <laughs> but um, I, I know that there is an audience for two-hour podcasts. And so, I don't know. Um, but we are going to... So, as we said, the name of this podcast is Manic Pixie Jump Scare. So true. When I tell you that... I'm going to take credit for it because I did come up with the name. Yeah. And it randomly came to me one day. I was walking down Oakland Avenue. And Becca and I had talked about having a podcast. I knew that I wanted to have a podcast with my friend Becca. Yeah. And I texted her. I texted, our podcast will be named Manic Pixie Jump Scare. She does not respond. I didn't respond. <laughs> you didn't respond. Oh my God. You missed, you missed it. You, it's, sometimes things get lost in the shuffle and I understand that. But okay. because when I told Becca like in person, I'm like, I have this idea. She was like, oh my God, perfect name, perfect name. And yeah. I was like, I sent it to you and she was like, oh, you did. And it, it was just something that got lost in the shuffle, but it's a funny little story. So that. Manic Pixie and Jump Scare, even though Becca and I are post-structuralists at heart, it is a little bit of a binary a binary mm-hmm. that is sometimes a circle because a manic pixie jump scare can be a thing. Um, and so each week at the end of the podcast, we are going to each individually name our jump scare of the week, which is an experience, a piece of media, or basically anything else that reinforced Becca and I's shared profound fear of the world in which we live. Um, and so Becca, what is your jump scare moment for this week? So I actually had one prepared Um and then something happened yesterday and I have a new jump scare, but I'll just share really quick mm-hmm. that the Victoria Justice rom-com on Netflix was a little bit good. That was like my original jump scare, Wait. but my, tr- Wait, say I can't, more about this? I can't, Wait. <laughs> Wait, a Victoria's Secret rom-com? <laughs> Victoria Justice oh, rom- <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> God, a Victoria's Secret rom-com would just be porn. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and that's anyway. what we're writing, baby, after this call. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But oh my, my true jump scare was, and I don't want to speak too loudly because this is about my neighbor. So <laughs> as you may, as Quinn, I, I did say I'll be late for something or, you know, I got to take a 30-minute break. I have to drive my neighbor somewhere. So my neighbor is a very... Um, elderly woman uh-huh. and she's a little bit like she's a character you could say you know um, well her car like broke down or whatever and she needed me to drive her to her dad's house to get his car and use that 
And her dad is was actually, I thought he was going to be there, but I'll get to that later. Anyway, so I drive her there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 10 minute drive. We get in. It's like an apartment building. I thought it was going to be a house. And she's like, I need you to come in with me and like get his mail with me and I need help. And I was like, okay. And I didn't really second. I was like, an old woman needs help. Like I'm going to go. I'm a nice person. And I then was like, we're walking into the elevator. And I was like, is there, there's no chance that like my neighbor could be like a trafficker and like, you know, she could be trying to traffic me and trick me. So she's like old, (laughs) but I convinced myself (laughs) she was going to overpower you. She was gonna, which is crazy because I, I can, I am, I am, I can be pushed Young, and not fall over. Aisle, you know, <laughs> everything, all of the strong. above. <laughs> am I a young B? <laughs> but um, so I thought that, and then like literally, I, I also thought like her dad's gonna be in on it. He's gonna get me. Um, he wasn't there, and it was completely fine. But I, I genuinely did for a second believe that my elderly neighbor was gonna traffic me. And that was scary to me. No, I am. I'm our minds work in a very similar way on many levels, but this is another Mm -hmm. way I'm constantly like dreaming up truly crazy scenarios of things that could happen to me. Yeah. 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 So that's when everything's, but but you're here, you're here to tell the tale. And so I did, I lived. Thank goodness Becca didn't get trafficked. Thank you so much. (laughs) 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 Um, So yeah, my jump scare of the week would definitely have to be I so being home as we talked about earlier on the podcast I returned to my high school which I talked about a little bit in our last site or our last you know before break um and it's just like I didn't realize because I was kind of like now that I've graduated college and I'm like I think about high school and I'm like oh like simple times Casey Musgraves any like the amount in which I am connecting to the song Simple Times by Casey Musgraves. Crazy right now. Um, so that's where I am. And so I was like, oh, let me go back to high school. It'll be like, again, regressing because I'm so scared of what comes next in my life. Yeah. So I went to my high school's like spring play happened to fall um, this weekend, like while I happened to be home. And so I was like, oh, let me go see that. And so I pull into the parking lot. Oh, mama. Fight or flight response going off fully like like there's like like my body is just like you know when your body just like feels like hot and cold at the same time and you're like it just feels like something's about to jump out of your chest um I was literally feeling that way just going to like my high school's play it gave me so much anxiety like a crazy amount of anxiety because I'm like who I see what and I'm not I do have like a little bit of I do have a little bit of social anxiety but I'm I'm a very extroverted person yeah. Um, and so I love going to events. I love doing all that kind of stuff. But um, there was something about it that was so scary to me. Um, and then I ended up being like fine. But um, and like I ended up like my the show ended up being like fun. It was really they did like this environmental like our parking lot at our high school is huge. And so mm-hmm. they blocked off like one section of it. And they were doing the play after Juliet, which is um, a fictionalized um, 
version of like what happens after well I guess it's all fiction um but a like story of what happened after Romeo and Juliet died um and so um they like did it outside as like the sun was going down there were like lights and there were vendors there like you could buy a ticket for like food or drink and then like give it to like one of the vendors and like get something um the people I were sitting with had like a cheese like a sharp whole charcuterie board like it was crazy um like the atmosphere it was supposed to be like Italy Amalfi Coast vibes like very much that um but yeah um but it ended up being like a good experience I'm glad I went it's also weird because like you think in high school that you are it like especially in my theater program I was like oh mama I am it I'm leaving a legacy I'm cementing myself most likely to be famous babe babe (laughs) no one knows me there (laughs) I went with my friend who graduated last year he was like my youngest friend in high school everybody's coming up to him being like oh my god hey oh how are you oh what's going on he's talking to everybody and it's like I I'm like this I knew I knew two people in the show I knew two people in the show and that's because when I did Les Mis my junior year, they were Gavroche and they were middle schoolers. And now oh they're in high school. So like, wow. that's how old I am. Did you um, like see any teachers at least? Yeah, I did see did teachers. You? They're the people that kind of okay. like, know me. And okay, like my, my theater director was like making a big deal about like how I like had graduated college. And I was like, okay, so that's a little early to be referencing that. Also, I saw my high school principal who I like, truly one of the villains of my life mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> in, they always in like not a way that like he just did something very specific to me one time where I was like this is terrible and maybe I'll tell the story about it one day but he is just like he for some reason even more than like like I endured a lot of different like emotional abuse in high school from like various different figures but like for whatever reason, him, like I, somebody I will never allow myself to be cool with. And so I like avoided his gaze. I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to you. Sorry. Can't have a second jump scare. And he didn't come up. He didn't make a point to come up to me either. So, you know, leave it at that. Maybe he gets it, but yeah. And so Becca and I don't want to end this podcast on a sour note. We would never want to do that. We're positive people. Um, Sagittarius, do you know, I'm an optimist. Um, have to keep it all cool. and so and you're Sagittarius rising Becca correct you better believe that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so after the jump scare of the week we talk about our manic pixie moment of the week and that is a particular moment experience or basically anything else in which Becca and I felt that we were the main character of this existence um or something that made us happy you know doesn't have to be super um something I wrote in the outline that I'm particularly proud of um is I like to think of Sydney Sweeney when I think about the jump scare moment and the manic pixie moment jump scare is the scene where she's with Nate in Nate's bedroom and she's like she's crazy but I'm crazier I can't even do the face but like something about Sydney Sweeney's face in that moment scariest she thing you could ever it. say literally um and then the manic pixie moment is when she's hanging out in Nate jacob's pickup truck passenger seat window while dead of night by orville peck is playing nate's probably going 100 miles per hour so if they like if anything is on the side of the road her whole body is getting cut in half literally Um, but she can't care about that in this moment um and so becca what is your manic pixie moment for this week so um 
nothing as crazy as almost being hereditary in a car by <laughs> Sydney Sweeney. But I was. You have those moments at least once a week. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm just I'm not just going to publicly talk about that. Yeah. Come on. But um, I would say my manic pixie moment was just a nice little moment where I visited a Starbucks, the one that I'm actually transferring to in like two weeks. Um, but they didn't know that. So I was just undercover boss. To them. Undercover <laughs> no, boss literally there. undercover employee. But <laughs> I was complimented by one of the baristas about my yeah, tattoos. <laughs> yeah, you and were. then, yeah, you better believe that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at all that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so much money for just compliments. That's all I gained from them. But then everyone like around me just started looking at me and I was like, wow, I'm I just really was fulfilling the role of like hot, mysterious stranger. Mm-hmm. So that felt good. But yeah. now I must ask you. What was your Manic Pixie moment of the week? My Manic Pixie moment of the week is that I'm actually just today back from a beach trip. I went overnight to the beach. Becca didn't even know about this. I did not know. I didn't. I so didn't this is another her. jump scare for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> as scary as almost getting traffic. Not almost, but <laughs> convincing yourself that you were about Thinking. to get traffic. No, both of our jump scares were like, we thought this was really bad, no. but it was fine. <laughs> Like showing the power of the mind. The world is our own creation. Um, we are scared. Yeah. And so I, me and my one friend, um, we were like, we're trying to figure out a time to like hang out and stuff like that. And so she was texting me and she goes, oh, do you just want to come down to like my beach house? And I'm friends with both her and her sister. And I was like, hmm, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so I went to Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Um and had we got there yesterday beautiful weather we go and sit on the beach it's not it's a little cold even because the wind was like blowing on the beach a little bit um but it was beautiful the water was very cold it was 55 degrees is what um their brother told me um but yeah swim in the water a little bit had a nice dinner last night you know had some drinks it was it was a beautiful couple hours i am a little sunburned because i sat out today on their deck um but nothing too bad um And so, yeah, but it was just so, there's nothing, there are few things I'll say more power, more powerful than having a friend with a beach house. Yeah. I mean, that is one way I'm lacking in life. It's such an, and something I'm blessed with in my life, if I can say it, is multiple friends with beach houses. Multiple? It's probably, so I'm another piece of the Quinn lore. I'm born and raised Delaware, baby. Oh, that's true. Um, and so Delaware, first of all, a lot of you were like, what? Um, <laughs> and so Delaware is the first state in the United States of America. Look it up. Yeah. Um, and it is Come now on, America. Lord. And it is now a tax haven for every corporation in America. Um, mm, and delicious. so it also has some really nice beaches in the southern part of the state. Now, I live in like the northern part of the state, like two hours north. Um, but like my aunt has a beach house. My grandparents have a beach house. Um, my and now like a bunch of my friends have them but I actually went to New Jersey but like not only do I have multiple friends with beach houses I have different beaches like that is so lucky this summer I was at my friend's beach house in South Bethany in Delaware and then literally my grandparents are in Rehoboth my aunt's also in Rehoboth um my friend Mara, who I was just talking about, is in Sea Isle City in New Jersey. And so, like, having a friend with a beach house is just 
it's a powerful position to be in in life. And it's something I'm so blessed to have. I hope you write that in your gratitude journal every single day, every morning. Friends with beach houses. And it's just like, it's just a way of life because my, I think my family, like, cause like, obviously it's like a really regular thing, like in Delaware, like have like a house in like Newcastle County, which is like the Northern County. And then also have one like down at the beach or something. And it was just, Mm -hmm. I think I remember like my parents talking about, it's like, why would we get a beach house when literally like there are so many around us already. And so like, it's something I've learned. And they Um, were true for that. And they were true for that. And it's like, you get to, you get to reap the benefits without having any responsibility. Um, It's an amazing thing. I love thing. that. Yeah. Um, wow. but yeah. And that's going to bring us to the end of our first episode. American oh, Jump oh my it. God. This is a landmark first episode. I am so excited about this. I'm so excited to be doing this with Becca. Um, I'm so excited for people to hear it. Um, Becca, if people want to keep up with you, where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm at Becca Hobart on Instagram. I'm at where y'all going during world war three on tiktok yeah. and i'm at bex gloss on twitter what about you yeah. quinn um i am at quinn p murphy on instagram and tiktok um and i am at quinny p123 on twitter i'm trying to consolidate all my usernames Username. that's such a that's such a that's another powerful position to be in having a consolidation of all the usernames crazy i know um, i'm after that british bitch that's also named becca hobart because she has a she must line. die she i'm must on die. the hunt um yeah. there's also there are no like super famous quinn murphy's but the other famous one there's another reason why i can't be a makeup artist there's already a quinn murphy who's like a relatively like world. established makeup mm, artist that is tough and so that would be a really hard lane to get in um, you have to battle, I've heard. But yeah. Okay. And Becca, how can people follow the show if they are so inclined? Well, that's a great question. So we are <laughs> at Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram and TikTok. And also feel free to email us at manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. Yes. We yes, will read everything. Uh-huh. No inappropriate photos, guys. Are we sure? Seriously. <laughs> Guys, unless you're unless you're super hot, no. No, because I listen to multiple podcasts where they get sent like dick pics, like in emails. <gasps> oh my gosh! Okay, now that's gonna be a whole thing. That's gonna be part of the. <laughs> well, lore. maybe that maybe that's not. I don't know. I mean, if you're inclined, but like you don't like no need. You don't have ride. to. No, <laughs> no need. Um, you know, I don't know. Becca and I are not concerned about our image. <laughs> <laughs> we're you can good. tell we're not concerned about our image. Um. But yeah, uh, we are really excited. If you have any like things you want to say about the show, anything you want to chime in, um, we are like on our way to being famous. We're not quite as famous as we would like to be yet. So, you know, we're still yeah. really connected to the fans. And so yeah. maybe like if you want to submit like a Manic Pixie moment one week or like if you have a particularly good jump scare of the week, like we can like we'd pass those hear. things off to other people and we would love to hear from you. Um and yeah, it would make it would make yeah. us feel secure in the fact that people are listening to this podcast. Yeah. But like, regardless of whether people are listening, Beck and I are just going to keep doing this because yeah, we have fun. This one was a lot of fun. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll say it, guys. I'm being brave. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess that was our first episode. Um. Hey. So until next time, we bid you all adieu. Adieu. Bye. Bye, guys.
Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.